We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast live stream, guys. Well, the news just came out a few hours ago that Sam Ellinger is going to be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts for the remainder of the year. Uh, Max and Cody already had a live stream earlier talking about it, but we're going to go ahead and discuss and listen to Frank Reich, who was talking with the media just a few hours ago about this decision so i'm going to share my screen here and we are going to listen to this presser together and we will go ahead and talk about it and max will just kind of listen to it and see what we hear let's do it all right let's listen hey uh had a chance to watch the film obviously extremely disappointing loss um extremely disappointing right unacceptable um to you know, going and thought we had thought we were ready to play a, a good football game against a good team, and, and we didn't. Right, the core of the problem is we got to find a way to score more points. We got to get better in every area: um, offense, defense, and special teams. Obviously, primary focus on offense, score more points. I do believe in our team, right? I mean, that has not wavered um, and will not waver. Um, nobody can predict the future. Nobody can make guarantees. I'm not going to try to do either. Now, all I can tell you is I got a lot of confidence in our team, and our players, and our coaches. Um, also wanted to, to note that we are going to make a significant change, uh, to the starting lineup. Um, we are going to, we are going to elevate Sam to be the starting quarterback, extremely difficult decision, obviously given the respect and admiration that we have for Matt Ryan and, you know, what he's done and what he's brought here. Um, you know, he is a pro's pro. This guy's, this guy is special, special, special. And, you know, we all we know right at the quarterback position that it's not our poor production on offense is not on one person. It's not on Matt Ryan. Um, but we also know, as Matt and I talked it through, hey, as head coach and quarterback, as head coach, ultimately, it doesn't matter. I'm judged on wins and losses. Quarterbacks judged on points and, you know, and production and turnovers. That's we understand that's how it is in this league. And so 
um, Matt will be a pro. He, you know, he, I will say this, uh, as you guys saw, or maybe saw, he did get banged up in the game. He does have a grade two, uh, grade two um, shoulder separation. Uh, and so will not practice this week, will be inactive. Um, Nick will be number two. Um, and but Matt is committed to helping this team in every way he can. He's got a lot of years of experience. You always got to stay ready. You never know. This is a funny league. So I um, still believe Matt's going to help us get to where we want to go in whatever role that is. Excited for Sam and the opportunity this presents for him. Um, we've always thought from day one that Sam had some kind of special sauce. It's, he's continued to show it. I've been particularly impressed with Sam this year in practice. Uh, once the season has started to look He's given on scout team the quality of his throws, um, the way he's commanding himself out there, just the total package. So uh, just feel like at this point, that's the best decision for our team going forward. I'll open it up. Well, I mean, I will say this, Max, he definitely sounded right off the bat. Uh, he definitely sounded defeated. Uh, no question yeah. about it. You know, we talked about this uh you know, we talked about it in the video that I'm about to upload that obviously he uh, doesn't uh, he had to talk with Ursay and clearly some things were probably said, but he definitely looked defeated in that first part talking about the fact that, you know, they had to make that change because of it, because it probably wasn't Reich's decision. Yeah, and it wasn't right decision because he said in the beginning of the press conference that I have confidence in all my coaches and players. And then he said, okay, but one, one significant lineup change, Sam Ellinger is going to be starting for us on Sunday and for the rest of the season. So Frank Reich has confidence in all of his players and probably Matt Ryan to be a starting quarterback. But this isn't this decision was beyond him. This isn't, came from Jim Irsay. And that, that showed it just reading between the lines. All right, hold up. I am just uploading the video here. Hold on. Get it. Okay, that's uploaded. I'll share that to Twitter here in a second. But let's just continue here for a second. Thank you to the 100 people, almost 100 people in here, guys. Be sure to like the stream. We're going to just keep reacting to this. All right, Nate Atkins. Frank, just on that line of thinking, was this sort of a conversation you guys have been having for a few weeks about you know evaluating that position and have you been thinking about a change or what kind of was the moment that, that pushed you to that point of where you, you want to make a massive change like this? Yeah, I mean, every week is evaluated on its own. Then there's a, right, the cumulative and collective effect of it. Um, you do with a player like Matt because of his, because of his legacy and history of what he's done and all that he's accomplished. You know, you want to measure twice and, and cut once you want to, you want to make sure you make this move that, it is truly the best thing for the team. And uh, you don't want to rush into this kind of a judgment. So um, I don't think we did that. Um, it wasn't like we were sitting here, well, let's wait till he throws an interception and then we're going to make a switch. Um, it was the exact opposite. It was, for me, it was, you know, this guy's going to lead us where we want to go um, and have that belief and confidence. Um, at some point, you know, the head coach, you have to make hard decisions. You have to work through these things and um, you know, they're not easy, easy decisions to be made. Wasn't your decision. James Boyd. <laughs> what was that? I said, it wasn't your decision as a head coach. I have to make some tough decisions. It wasn't your decision, Frank. Yeah. Very true on that. Sorry guys. I'm trying to, I'm trying to separate things. So oh, hold on a 
one second. All right, so I need to. Cody is messing with looks me. miserable, doesn't he? He does. He looks. He definitely looks miserable. Yeah, I, I could imagine. He's he the last that. few. The last few hours have probably not been very good for him. Oh, absolutely uh, not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. That would be my guess. He had to face the wrath of Jim Irsay. Yeah. All right, sweet. So Cody's going to re-edit my video and then put it up, our video that we just did. So there we go. Thank you to the 130 people in here. Guys, we'll have a video up very shortly on more about this this sort of thing. So we're going to keep listening to this. Frank, I know you announced this to us in in, in the media just now, but did you have that conversation with Matt and and Sam like, overnight or early this morning like how did that kind of go down and did you did, what did you know leaving that stadium yesterday like qb2 i mean qb1 is going to be sam ellinger no no didn't didn't know um you know watched the tape coming home watched got home drove into the office watched the tape again um so no the decision wasn't made um right away uh then this morning, I had those conversations with all three of those guys um, this morning, and right, obviously hard conversations. But the thing with Matt is, he's such a pro. He he made the conversation easy. You know, I mean, it's, of course, it's not easy, but he made it easier, um, in, in just the way he is. Kevin Bone. So obviously said it that like you know obviously that was not a decision that was made uh, when they first got there, but. Yeah, I mean, they said they had the conversation last night, and I'm assumed that the decision was made last night, and then this morning after they slept on it, ultimately decided that this is this is has to be done this morning. Agreed. All right. Frank, I've got to just to clarify, if Matt was healthy, would he still be the, the number two or number three, I guess, behind Sam? Look him shake his head. Uh, he's not healthy, so... I don't have to make that decision. Okay. And then the other one, um, are you planning? For- <laughs> That's that a no. was very blunt. That's wow. a hard no. That was very blunt. Like, I, well, he's not healthy, so I don't have to make that decision. Like, that sounds very politician-like that, like, you you couldn't answer the the question right there. Like, I mean, that was literally what it is, right? Like, that's what we're sitting here. We're saying is that it's not that he's going to be the starter for the remainder of the season because we don't believe in Matt Ryan to take this team where we want to go at this point. Like, I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. So why couldn't you just say that? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a decision that came down to no, Matt Ryan is not going to be the starter for this team, even when he's healthy at this point. And like everyone knows it now. Why not just say it? It's it's above his control. Like it's like I don't think Frank has much leeway anymore. I think he's on a tight rope the rest of the season, like a tight leash. Yep, absolutely. Hey, make sure you all like the stream, guys. Helps to get out to more people. Thank you for joining us. For Sam to be the starter the rest of the season. Yes, right now the move is for Sam to be the starter the rest of the season. Zach Kiefer. Frank, would would this happen? Let's say Matt wasn't. I'm just trying to clarify. Was this made regardless of Matt's shoulder situation? Was that this was going to be the move with whether he was healthy or not? That is true. This that we were going to. Yeah, the, the shoulder injury is real, but this move was this move was going to be made uh, either way. And then to follow up, um, 
I know Jim and Chris and you guys meet every week, and I know that's informal, and I know Jim usually doesn't interfere on personnel decisions. Has he been more vocal than usual about the quarterback situation this year? I mean, you know, Mr. Ursa has been incredibly supportive. Yeah, you're right, Zach. We do talk every week, talk in the locker room after the game, usually either talk that night by phone or sometimes in the next day or two. Did have a conversation, you know, with both he and Chris um, late last night, um, you know, for an hour or so, just talking everything through. You know, um, obviously he's, right, uh, again, Mr. Ursa, as I've said many times, and you guys no longer than uh, better than me because you've been here longer than me is you got a lot of wisdom, a lot of good counsel. You know, it was, you know, we like certainly he, his vote is always going to carry. Uh, it's a one man crew in that respect. But what I appreciate about him is that this is a collective decision. You know, this is a collect, this is let's talk this through. Um, you know, let's talk this through. Um, he might lead the way in certain ways, but um, it's really uh, owner, GM, head coach talking through a magnitude, a decision of this magnitude. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Do you don't don't believe in that that moment right there. Like I feel most other decisions are definitely true, but this one, I am a hundred percent positive that Frank Reich did not want that move to be made, but the other two did. He said it's a one. He said it's a one man show in that regard, and then he and then he said it was a collaborative decision. Yeah, like you, you can't just say, oh, it, it, it was a one. He has the potential to be having it a one man decision, but then just say right after it was a collective decision. Like you specifically came out and said that you apologized to Matt Ryan for why this was going on. So it clearly shows you did not want this to happen. But sure enough, here we are. So that whole, that whole conversation for an hour or so was all about the quarterback. I'll tell you that. And maybe their job security. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But let's let's keep going here. About halfway through this, Joel Erickson, uh, Frank, you guys committed a significant made a significant financial commitment to Matt Ryan in the off season, and you know, Mister Ursay said that in the off season they could see him being the starter for three or four years. Um, g- given all that. Uh, what, what you guys said about Ryan and, and the financial commitment. Is it frustrating? That, that look right there. That look of looking down, the teeth gritting, that that right there is a man that knows that he got his ass whooped last night and he is dreading this. A hundred percent, Max. I don't know why Chris Ballard's not talking to the media today. That's a little odd. He should be. He should be. He shouldn't be leaving his head coach out there to dry. Right. Because this is ultimately a decision that had to come down to. Yeah. I mean, it, it. why Why does Frank Reich need to be the one to only be the one to make that decision? This is a major decision. This, this was waving the white flag. It so, feels like it. I don't, this GM is something else. It's weird. It is weird. But yeah, that is a man that definitely looks like he's been defeated. So yeah. we'll keep yeah. going here. You're at this point already to be switching to Sam Ellinger? No, it's frustrating. And, you know, two things I have to say to that question, Joel, is first of all, it just shows Mr. Ursay's commitment to winning, right? He's, he's committed to winning championships. And anything short of winning a championship 
isn't going to be good enough. Okay. So that comes for no one's exempt from that, not the head coach, not anybody. Right. So he's going to make the decisions that he thinks is best for this team and this organization to win championships, you know? And so, um, you know, and, and that's where it all starts and finishes. Now, and what was the first part of your question, Joel? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, it's probably not worded very well, but the financial commitment. Oh, okay. It was yeah, supposed gotcha. to be a two year plan with Ryan and feels early to abandon that. Yeah. The other thing, and no, that's fair. Good point. Um, this is another point that needs to be made crystal clear. And I told this to Matt, right? Hey, Matt, we did not hold up to our end of the bargain here. Right. I mean, you know, you, we, you came here and we promised you uh, one of the uh, a top NFL rushing game and we promised you uh, great protection. Um, and we haven't really as an offense delivered on that. And that really starts with me. Right. So that's basically, you know, my message to Matt is that I, we, I thought, we thought the marriage of Matt Ryan and his history with our running game, he's been, he's had 14 years of incredibly productive, great quarterback play with, with great play action. So we just thought there was going to be a natural marriage there. It made a lot of sense. It just, you know, given our crazy quarterback scenarios over the last five years, um, it, it wasn't a move of desperation. It wasn't a move of, Oh, well, let's just grab the next thing. No, I mean, it was a well thought out. Does this seem right? Nobody's just, oh, who's, well, who's available? Oh, who's throwing the most touchdowns? Let's get that guy. No, this was, this decision was made based off of watching the tape on him, seeing he's been productive in play action. We can provide him a great running game, give him good protection. He's older, you know, so it doesn't run around a lot, but we can give him good protection. Um, and as an offense, I think we're making strides to that, but we're not there yet. Not even close. So there's the thing with the um, the financial situation. I mean, obviously, now you're looking at it again, Max. Like, again, paying him however much money this year. I don't remember the exact amount. 23. 24. 23. 24. So that amount of money to now have this guy sitting on the bench doing absolutely nothing, right? I mean, that's that doesn't just go on Reich. That's on Ballard, too, because Ballard's the one that signs it. Reich can give as much input on who he wants at quarterback as he pleases, but ultimately, at the end of the day, that's on Ballard to make that decision to do that, and there you go. You went with another quarterback that's older and now isn't performing. And then the other thing he said, you and I mentioned it in the video that's about to go up, where we talked about Reich saying, hey, we promised you an O-line. We promised you a running game. We promised you this. We promised you that. And offensively, none of that has come to fruition. So he said it. That's on me. Like, need we say more? I mean, really, is there need we say more about yeah. what whose fault it is right now? He said that they didn't promise they promised him a lot of stuff, but didn't come to fruition. But with the trade deadline coming up, and the owner who's in the beginning of the season said all chips in, don't you think they would kind of add to that a little bit with maybe like the maybe if they had two twos at compensatory pick? It's way too late now. Like now that right. now it's all over. But like you would think that they would they would make some moves and tr maybe try to fix this a little bit and then go on a run. They did the complete opposite. So 
now we're we're with Sam Ellinger the rest of the year, and we'll see what he can do. Right. Stephen Holder. Uh, Frank, so um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, yes. sorry. Uh, so where is um, where is Sam in terms of, you know, just preparedness for this? I mean, this wasn't something you were planning. Um, your offense, does it have to change? I, mean, I don't know. Just where, where is he at and, and how ready is he for this, given that he's he's really only played in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big step, but we think he's ready. And this guy's special. Um, you all know it. Everybody knows it. Just talk to anybody. Just anybody that walks in this, anybody in that locker room. You know, and uh, we're, we're fortunate to have a guy like, you know, we three really three quarterbacks like that. But Sam, he's got that about him. He carries himself in a way he he plays. He practices in a way um, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. I mean, is he going to have some growing pains? Of, of course. Is he going to make mistakes? Of course, he's going to make mistakes. Um, but I think Sam will Sam will make plays. Sam is going to make plays. He's he's proven that everywhere he's been. And, and we believe that's what he's going to, that's what he's going to do for our offense. He's going to make plays. And yeah. So that was uh, one. And it sounds like Holder might have another question here, but yeah, um, it's all about, you know, and I think the problem that we've had Max and it's been with, we've had the Ellinger fanboys, you know, all telling us that, Hey, you know, like Ellinger just needs a shot. Right. And even I, after the preseason, I was like definitively sitting here and I was saying, just make Sam Ellinger quarterback two at this point. Cause even though he's not playing against good, the same competition as Matt, like at least he's showing something. And that was what was uh, making me feel like, you know, he could be QB two. Now all now we're wondering just how much does Sam Ellinger actually improve, you know, improve this offense with what is going on. Right. Cause he's going to be going, walking into the same situation and, how uh how do we like how do we grade Sam Ellinger based on all this? Um that's a good question. I I honestly don't know. I told Cody earlier that we should put in all the just let the rookies play. Jelani, Alan Pierce, put put back in Ryman at left tackle, put back in Nick Cross on defense and see what he's got. Like it like we're already throwing him a towel. Um, it, this is just so disappointing. Uh, uh, yeah, this yeah, is just- it just stinks because also you're and we're going to get back to this here in a second, guys. Thank you to the 300 people that are watching and thank you guys for liking the stream and subscribing and commenting. It's just one of those situations as well where. You know, it, it sucks talking about some of these guys and failing the way that they do because, I mean, I'm sure, Max, you and I, we walk into a bar or we walk into a room and there's Matt Ryan and we see him and we're like, we know the man that he is is a fantastic man and what he has done in his NFL career is just an absolute, uh, it's a treasure. He's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game. And, you know, it's hard to sit here and watch this all fall apart again. Another quarterback that has, you know, and this is like the second, like, veteran legacy holder quarterback that we've had in the last three years. You had Phillip Rivers in 2020. Phillip Rivers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And same with Matt Ryan. And then to just see it fall apart the way it is right now, 
with this organization. It's just, it sucks talking about these guys like as if they're chopped liver when yeah. you have so much more respect for some of these guys. I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time to let the rookies develop. You know, you, you got to see what you have with this draft class, putting it cross back in on defense. Like I said, let him develop. Put Bernard Ryman back in the left tackle and see what you have. That That's, it's really, it, it's really disappointing. This is week eight and we're at this point. It, this is just brutal. Mm. It, this is a failure, organizational failure. And this is, and if this GM survives this, I don't trust them picking a quarterback next year. The weird I, thing is, to. like, I, I think that from a talent evaluation standpoint, that Ballard and company do a fantastic job of evaluating talent. Uh, now, I mean, what do we what do we feel about it with the quarterback position? I don't know, and we're gonna have that conversation like in the off season as well. I know I'll have you on talking about that, but like, you're right. We've never, we've never been in a situation where uh, Ballard has had to do that. Right. We've seen him blunder in some of the uh, positions that he's drafted, right. Defensive ends. He's blundered in, in a lot of those. I mean, Tyquan Lewis, I think might be quitty. We're hoping becomes that right. We're, we're waiting for some of his, defensive end picks to come together right but but for the most part like he's put a lot of first and second round draft picks into these defensive ends yeah and none of them are really shining right and then the wide receivers obviously wide receiver it wasn't good for a while but now you've got you did get Paris Campbell who's now playing well Michael Pittman was a clear good decision Alec Pierce looks like he could become a good decision. Yeah. So, you know, those decisions and, you know, drafting Shaquille Leonard and drafting some of these other secondary guys, you know, that stuff all has been good. He's been a really done a really good job of evaluating that talent, but we've never seen him actually make a move at quarterback yet. So you're right. Does he implement the same logic to the quarterback room? Because from what I heard is that he really loved Justin Fields, but never actually wanted to take the one, never wanted to throw his hat into the ring and say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to invest into this guy. Right. Like it sounds like he's afraid to do so. So yeah. I, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but let's go ahead and uh, listen a little bit more here to what these guys have to say. Uh, his mobility how does that change things for you from a play calling standpoint or emphasis or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, you know, anytime um, a quarterback, you know, you, you always have this adage sometimes, well, not always. Sometimes you have, if you have a quarterback, if you have a quarterback who can, who can scramble and, and get out of, and get out into the open, you know, if you say, if you can just get us one or two a game, get us, one or two convert for third down conversions where you scramble, you know, you get one or two a game. Those are huge plays. And Sam, as we all know, we've all witnessed, he has the capability to do that. And sometimes in a game, it's those one or two third down conversions on a scramble that can make the difference in a game. Not always. You can win the game from the pocket. You guys know, I believe that we've seen it. Matt's won a lot of games from the pocket in his career, so on and so forth. A lot of guys have won games from the pocket. But when you're a guy that has the ability that Sam has and you can make those plays. And by the way, I think on top of it, you know, he's good in the pocket. I think he's continued. I've seen that more 
this season than I did even last year that uh, I believe he can be good from the pocket. So Steven, we can still stay true to some of the stuff that we like, but we can do a little bit more in some of the movement stuff. All right, we'll go two more. Greg Doyle. Frank, um, nine days ago, Sam wasn't good enough to be your backup quarterback and now as your starter. It looks like, it just looks to me, hell, like you guys don't know this, what you're doing. Wait a minute. Did he say this is Greg Doyle asking this question? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be interesting. It already Did started off pretty good. Sam was? What's up? It already started off pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we'll go two more. Greg Doyle? Yeah. Frank, um, nine days ago, Sam wasn't good enough to be your backup quarterback, and now he's your starter. It looks like, it just looks to me, hell, like you guys don't know what you're doing. Did you not see what Sam <laughs> that's, was? That's like, awesome. He's good enough to start. Where was he six weeks ago, five weeks ago, four weeks ago to be the backup? Yeah, I don't think you're. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. And th- listen, here's the thing. I have my, uh, I definitely oh. have my uh, bad feelings about Greg Doyle. Um, anyone that has seen anything about uh, me when it talks about on Twitter and stuff, I think Greg Doyle is definitely the most overactive person when it comes to any of the Colts media. But because of that, you get things like this, like none of the BS stuff, like there it is. That's the question. Like, I mean, it's the one that everyone is wanting to know. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how Frank responds to this. Let's see. You need guys like Greg Doyle to ask those kind of questions and not not kiss their ass for media accessibility. Yeah. Yep. And and Greg is one of the few guys in the media that will actually do that. So let's see this. You were listening, Greg. I don't think you were listening because we made it clear that when we, um, that based off the preseason that the two guys had Foles and, and Sam, that we were extremely happy with both of them and we'd be thrilled with either one of them. Right. I mean, they were, they both had great preseasons. Sam had a particularly good preseason you know, Nick brought a long track record as a, you know, as a great backup, um, you know, and that we still value very highly and did a lot of good things on the practice field. And as far as Sam was as far as Sam was concerned, we have continued to, you know, we have continued to quote unquote sing his praises and felt like it was always two A and two B, if you will. So feel like this is exactly why we wanted all three of these guys on the roster. All right, Joel Erickson, last question. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Frank, you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, he's referring to, you know, how before, like, Ellinger, when he got promoted, like, what was it, two weeks ago that he got promoted to being the quarterback number two, right? And then uh, he's obviously talking about how, like, why it took them so long to do this. Now, I will say this to Greg's point about saying like, oh, I, we don't know if you guys know what you're doing here. Like, the funny thing is, is that I said that same thing multiple times at the beginning of the season. When when I talked about the left tackle situation, Max, the, the coaching staff came out and said, Matt Pryor is the guy. Yeah. He is clearly better. And then within a quarter of the first game, they changed their minds. And that Ryman did enough to show that he deserves some sense. Like, so yeah, I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? Like you, you retracted on your previous statement that quickly. 
And it's been like that for a bunch of different things. So, I mean, to Greg's point, he is kind of right. Like, you know, it's what a lot of uh, fans are saying the same thing. Like, you guys don't really know what you're doing because in multiple different instances, on multiple different positions, you guys have constantly gone back and forth and then have retracted or have done differently than what you guys have said to the media. So, you know, it's it's a hypocritical thing or just a a fact of you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think they have any, I don't think they have a clue. Like this is, I don't think they have a clue what they're doing. Honestly, they, they traded from Matt Ryan. They, they complimented him. They, they like to no, no, to no end over the off season. Now you're benching him seven games into the season and saying Ellinger is special and the things he can do probably will help jolt this offense. Like it, like I don't really understand. I mean, if you have these seven games into the season, and Frank said he watched the tape and they thought they can be a good play action team and and good running game, like the, the running game is still not is still going to be non-existent when Sam's in. That's gonna be that's gonna be no different. It's gonna be the same or different offensive line again when he starts on Sunday. So unless Sam's running the ball himself ten to fifteen times a game, it's all gonna be the same exact same. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna be the same thing. Oh yeah, we've always said it. Like I mean, it, they they say one thing, but they never want to go away from their philosophy. You know, like it, it just never it never seems the same. So this is just so frustrating. Seven games into the season, Matt Ryan's already not good enough to play. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, and and the fact that, like I said, I mean, you're you're uh, the fact that. You're paying this guy twenty plus million dollars to sit on the bench now. Think of all that cap you could be using for a lot of different things. That twenty million dollars, bro. You could have. I mean, obviously, okay. I'm gonna refrain from saying what I'm about to say because it's gonna sound stupid. Clearly, a no star receiver wants to come to Indianapolis where they had Sam Ellinger being the quarterback. But again, it goes back to the same thing. If we had taking care of this issue a long time ago when figuring out who our future quarterback was, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, that actually wouldn't have been a thing. Then you'd have had that $20 million. You could have went and got uh, – you could have went and got a Christian Kirk. You could have went and got uh, a, put your hat into the ring for Devontae Adams. You know, something of that nature, right? So, you know, it is what it is, but – that is that was funny. That was actually really funny. That is yeah. one of the few times that I've ever heard one of the media guys in a presser say something like that. And that was frustrated. that was insane. We're all frustrated. I'm glad he said that. Yeah, I am too. It's something I would say too. Like you know, like why do you guys keep retracting your previous statements? But I think this is the last. Uh, I think this is the last question here of this presser. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- in, in training camp, Matt, go back. 2A and 2B, if you will. So feel like this is that all three of these guys on the roster. All right, Joel Erickson, last question. Uh, Frank, you guys in, in training camp, Matt and Nick took most of the reps um, in terms of 11 on 11, that kind of thing. Has Sam been getting more practice reps, you know, now that you guys are in the regular season in terms of getting him ready to do this? Yes. 
Yes, he has. And he's looked particularly good, particularly good. In fact, I just told Chris last week, uh, there was one day he was, he was running scout, he was just a scout team, but this is, this is just a testament to Sam, but really this is what we tell players all the time. Every play is evaluated. Every, you're being evaluated coaches, players, head coaches, uh, position coaches, players. you're being evaluated every second of every day when you're in this building. That's just the way it works. I mean, when you're in the most competitive industry and I told Chris Ballard last week, Sam had one of the best weeks of practice I've ever seen him have. He made four or five, uh, what I would say to you are elite throws. I mean, elite big time throws down the field, um, threading coverage, putting the ball right where it should be. Um, those things don't go unnoticed. Um, those things don't go unnoticed. Those things factor into the decision. And he's continued to do that this year. All right. That's okay. it. So that, guys, was the presser for Frank Reich on the decision to bench Matt Ryan and sign okay. uh, or to promote Sam Ellinger to uh, – the starting quarterback role. Uh, I think that obviously we'll get to, we'll get to more of it in videos going forward, but very, very interesting. Um, very interesting to hear from those perspectives. Again, what you and I kind of took from it. He sounded defeated, sounded like, you know, he was trying to come up with the best solution possible to not sound like he's losing his job. Yeah. And then, you obviously had uh, Doyle coming after him, you know, trying to come after it. And this is one of the few times that I've seen Frank Reich kind of uh, get defensive in a way. So it was a very weird, it was very strange press conference, Max, very different than what we're used to seeing. We haven't seen this. Remember we broke down a press conference, I think after the Jacksonville blowout. When they mm -hmm. got shut out. Remember that press conference where Reich was all tense and stuff and like doing like different hand motions and like talking really fast. Mm -hmm. This was this was not as bad as that, but this was like this was he was trying to dodge some questions and not trying to throw, not trying to say like Jim Jim made the decision for me. Like I I really had no control over this decision. Yep, very interesting. But thank you again guys to the 400 people who were in on this stream uh that's gonna do it for this one we'll have some more content coming out over the next few days uh obviously the rest of this season is gonna be very interesting max because now you have a new quarterback you're gonna see you know maybe there's more personnel decisions uh coming along the way uh but at either way we're gonna see what happens here hold on Cody's saying Cody says he wants to come in. Yeah, come on in, Cody. I guess we'll wait, guys. We'll wait and we'll uh, hang around for a few more seconds because Cody wants to come in real quick. He wants to talk about what went down. So come on in, Cody. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it is uh, it is very weird to have heard that. I thought that was hilarious hearing uh, Greg say what he said. Yeah. That was really funny. Oh, here's Cody. Cody. Yo, that was <laughs> wild what Greg Doyle said. Holy yeah, crap. Dude, I legitimately I tell, like, I, tell you was what, like, I mean, what? listen, you know, you know uh, how I feel about Doyle at times, but I mean, I said it in the stream, like, I mean, he, he's got the, he's got the guts to call it as he sees it. And he's only saying what every Colts fan is feeling 
right now. And that's like, you know, we, we don't think you guys know what you're doing here. Cause yeah. you know, you're seven, you're three, three and one again. And you know, not looking like you guys have figured it out. So. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it was funny. I, I've never seen Frank Reich. He was ticked. Like I've never seen him like that. And I legitimately guys, I was like, is he about to cry? Like, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of him, but like, I legitimately thought he was going to cry. Like, like that's what the that's what his face told Ugh. me, and so you know I guess kind of what I think from it is, and there's people that think he's going to be a lo- be around another year, and I'm like I don't know how you see that because to me he looked like a dead man walking, like I'm not even kidding, he looked like he was defeated, like he knew his he's not back with the Colts, like there's no way in my opinion that he could be back with the Colts, like yeah he's not even fighting that. for his, he's not even fighting for his job at this point he like. I think it's unfair that he still has a job because he, I think he knows that this is the end of the line for him, but you're still keeping him around for the last 10 games for, for what? Like just let him get a new head start on trying to find another job for next year or yeah. trying to take a break and just take a mental break. Cause I'm sure this season has been, has been terrible for him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just, yeah. Do you know, to me, I was like, you know, I saw like one of our friends, like, post something on Twitter about it. And then I just like watch the press conference. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I can't see him being back. Like there's just seems to be no way that he's back. And uh, yeah, it's just, just bizarre. Um, you know, I've really never seen Frank Reich just that defeated before. Mm-hmm. So. And he kept yeah, saying they were three, three and one. Like he said that three times last night at his press conference, we're three, three and one, we're three, three and one, we're three, three and one. And like, He's like said, like I have comments that, we'll, that all of our goals are still in front of us, and we'll get to where we want to go. And then today, yeah. the Ellinger benching. So yeah, I guess he, I, I guess yeah, ownership. He, I mean, ownership starting. So yeah. I guess, so I guess, ownership didn't feel the same way. I guess he just. <laughs> no, of course not. I mean, with the video that we just did, Cody. I mean, th- this move means more than what it. It's not just a oh, Matt Ryan clearly isn't good enough. Sam Ellinger just is actually better. And that's why we're making this decision. That's not what this is. This is a move of Jim Ursay is tired of Ballard and Reich making all the decisions at quarterback and it's not doing them anything. So Ursay decided, I'm going to make the move. It's my time. And, you know, Reich was very close to saying it that it was going to be, uh, that it was Ursay's decision. Yeah. Very close, but <laughs> didn't end close. up saying it, but we all are sitting here knowing that with Frank Reich talking about how, you know, he's apologized to Matt Ryan for everything that was going on and things of this nature. Like it's clear who his heart was felt on who should be quarterback and that Frank Reich knows it is his fault that the it's mainly his fault as to why this offense didn't provide Matt Ryan a better chance to succeed. I mean, you see his face. It tells it all whenever he's asked about it. Like he's clearly not happy with the decision. Like he can say all he wants that it was a collective decision, but it's clear that it was not like at all. And the fact that he really deflected that question when it was asked first, I think it was Kevin Bowen who asked it and basically just like completely deflected the question. It's like, okay, you gave away your answer without even saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think to this point, it's like, yeah, there's just, I don't see how there's a comeback from this unless like something drastic happens, which I mean, 
Sam Ellinger's never played an NFL snap at a regular in a regular season game. I don't think he has. If so, it's been like one snap. So yeah, I yeah. don't believe he actually has. So yeah, and I just thought it was funny how you know Sam was QB three, and now all of a sudden he's QB one within a couple of weeks. Like that that tells you all you need to know about you know where the Colts are at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think the reason um, I think this this is definitely a move for the future. Like we've said, like we've all, I guess, agree on this. This is a move for the future to see what we have in Ellinger behind Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been awful this season. Awful. Like yeah. Matt Ryan has never had a season like this in his career. And this is probably because of his age or it's because off the system or it's lack of protection. It could be all three. Yeah, it's probably all three. But if we weren't throwing him a towel or if we weren't trying to see what we have for the future – or acknowledging that we have real problems, Matt Ryan would have been starting next week against the Commanders. Because I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke, even with his struggles so far. Yeah. We think like like I feel like like I feel like they could have or they could have made a move with the trade deadline. Just doing something to, just to add to this offense, just doing something to match the the talent level that the defense has. Yeah. Like you said, trying to trying to see what you have in Ellinger. That's the whole point of this move. You're trying to you're trying to see what you have in him. And if you see some level of really good play, then you think maybe that's something that if we fix the offensive line, we get him another another year in a in a regular system and we do this and this, then maybe, you know, there is something we could salvage out of that. But if you don't see that quality of him being great, then you just got to go get somebody. And that's yeah. that's the point that you're at now cuz I mean, Cody, we kind of mentioned it at the in the video as well that, you know, do we really expect this Colts team with 9 games left to play that they're going to win 4 or 5 games at this point? I really don't see them winning 5 of their last uh like 10 games at this point with Sam Ellinger being the quarterback. I mean, that's just me, but you know, that's at a point where okay, you'll probably be in the middle of the draft order at that point, makes it to the point where you're not winning these games by this uh, by the grit of your teeth. And, you know, we might be looking at, you know, maybe moving up at that point in the draft. Yeah, and, yeah, I think – and we talked about it a little bit, Max, just on the stream. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, Sam hasn't done anything to warrant, you know – being the starting quarterback it's just that's how bad your quarterback situation is right now and yeah i mean i don't even know man like it's just it's just like at this point oh oh what i was gonna say i forgot what i was gonna say but now i got it um i i think regardless of how sam plays unless he's just like lights it on fire and you make a playoff run deep playoff run i think quarterback has to be on the table you have to draft one first yeah. overall Right, you can't him, settle him for just average gameplay. You can't no, settle for average gameplay. You can't do it. It, it. it it can't even be decent to good gameplay. It has to be. You have to see some great level play from Ellinger to make me think that this is worth salvaging because there's just no point in settling for average anymore. And and, and you're not going to get the free. They mentioned it uh, last off season when we were talking about. You know, not many wide receivers want to come to the your team when you don't have your quarterback situation figured out. Well, there you go. I think that yeah. the likelihood of Stroud, Young, Hooker, or Levis coming into this team next year would be a lot better of a pitch for a, a wide receiver 
even early in free agency, if you tell them like, hey, we are going to go get this uh, quarterback in the first round, man. We're going to figure this out. We want to have you here for when we bring our guy in, right? Like that's a better pitch than saying, oh yeah, we're going to have Sam Ellinger as the quarterback. No disrespect to Sam, but like, you know, it, it is the, it's the pitch that you have to make. Yeah. It's time to find that next guy that comes in as a rookie. You groom him to be the franchise quarterback. No, like the, like you said, nothing against Sam. But Sam Sam has got an uphill climb if he's yes, going to be the quarterback on the team next year, starting quarterback. Yep, and and the I think the other thing that really makes me mad, Cody, is the uh, I mean they mentioned it one time in the presser talking about how you know that's twenty million dollars from Matt Ryan sitting on the bench, right? Like, think about that, twenty million dollars. What you could have spent if you would have just said, okay, well, we are just going to go with Ellinger at the start of the year. We don't have our quarterback situation figured out, but we're going to see what Ellinger does and see how it goes. And then think of what that 20 million could do to you. Like what you could have done with that 20 million, getting a better offensive lineman, getting another weapon uh, somewhere for yourself. Maybe somebody else on the defense and that secondary get an elite piece. I mean, you look at, Look at some of the guys who we said could have potentially got brought in to this team with, um, you know, James Bradbury, who by all accounts right now is playing like a top 10 corner in the league and shutdown. Rock Yassine is playing like a top 10 corner in the league right now, but and we got rid of him. I mean, not saying that Stephon Gilmore is not playing really well. He's playing well. Isaiah Rogers is playing well when they decide to actually play him. But, you know, you're in a situation where you need to really start being smarter with your money. And it's clear that a lot of the money this season, from Ballard's sake, has not been spent well. No, not at all. (laughs) It has not been spent well. And, you know, you still have glaring holes. Guys, how many years are we going to just say you have an issue at quarterback, you have an issue at left tackle, you have an issue at pass rush? Every single year, it's the same, same issues. Mm-hmm. It never changes with this organization. I will and, say this. I do think that the pass, uh, the pass defense has gotten better this year. I think the pass rush is finally starting to figure it out a little bit. And uh, at least from a pressure standpoint, obviously this defense is doing its best that it's can that it can right now. It's playing like a potential top 10 defense. And it's in that category right now where it is, it is, for the most part, giving teams the chances to win games. And that's the thing. Like if this defense wasn't good, like it is now, I mean, this team may not have a win. (laughs) I mean, that's how bad this team has been that we may not even have a win if it wasn't for how good this defense is playing right now. So it's scary. It it is. is It's a a disaster. It's a disaster. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, obviously, this may, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many pressers we're going to have like this. Who knows? Uh, it'll be very interesting, to say the least, about what's going to happen with this Colts team going forward. Because obviously now you've shown your intentions. Uh, you're You're figuring out your quarterback situation. You clearly don't know what's going on right now. You're either going to get one in the draft or you're rolling with Sam Ellinger at this point. Or somehow, some way, Ballard trades for a quarterback 
somewhere at the end of the season when things like that. I I don't know. I I can't ever predict Ballard's movements because we've never seen him actually make a franchise-level move at quarterback yet. We thought that's what they could have potentially done with Carson Wentz. That experiment obviously failed. So we we can't take another we can't take another team's retread quarterback. We can't. I know I'm at that point where I don't feel that I feel that way the same way. I just you can't do it anymore. You just never know. You never know when it comes to Ballard. (laughs) I mean, we heard how much he apparently liked Justin Fields. He just never wanted to actually uh, pull the trigger on him. Well. This this is the year to do it. He's under some pressure now. If he like if he's if he's gonna be able to pick the quarterback, he's definitely feeling the, the heat now to pick one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, as much as as much as we give Reich his you know necessary flack, what has Ballard done to help him out in the quarterback you know situation? Not really a ton. So I mean, he definitely deserves some criticism there of being afraid to take a chance on a guy, you know, a rookie guy. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, I uh, think that is going to do it for this one, guys. That's our reaction to the Reich presser on the decision to bench Matt Ryan and start Sam Ellinger for the rest of the season. Let us know your thoughts, guys. We're going to have more content going up on this situation and everything else going on. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.